Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Come through, queen. I want to see you. Come through, queen. Hi everyone, it's Dan, and this is Come Through Queen. Asia O'Hara. Ooh, from the Chernobyl Reef. Yes. So Brennan is out this week. However, please welcome to the stage, Chris Clark is here with me. Hello Hi, everyone, how's it going? Uh, so we're excited to have you here. I'm we nervous. Love... Don't I'm, be nervous. I'm, I'm half shitting my pants. <laughs> like I brought my own wipes. You have, <laughs> you have a rosé to keep you calm, so yes. hopefully that'll help. Um... We like to ask people who are guests on the show, especially for Drag Race, their history, who are some of your favorite queens from prior seasons? So I've only been watching for a couple years, and to be honest, the first episode I ever watched was on a date, and it was season five, and I remember sitting there watching the episode saying, this is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. So the guy leaves. After was this like, a first date or like a few dates in? This was like two dates. Oh, okay, okay. That was the last one. Yeah, yeah. But it had oh. nothing to do with Drag Race. <laughs> so we're sitting there watching the episode, and I remember thinking to myself, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. He leaves, and all of a sudden I'm like, I wonder what happens next. And that I mean, it's history. Wow. Um, favorite queen. I mean, this might be a little bit basic and typical, but I have to say Alyssa Edwards. Yeah. I mean, she is a legend. Yes. She doesn't need to win because she's already won yes. our hearts. So successful. I yeah. saw her at um, <laughs> The Invasion last year. As absurd in person as she is yeah. on the show. So, like, from the past All-Star season and season nine, like, who stood out to you there? It's got to be Shea Goulet. Shea, yeah. I, I mean, mean, honestly, that finale, I haven't watched it since. I've seen every Drag Race episode more than once, yeah, except yeah. for that one, because it breaks my heart. Oh. Shay definitely, I mean, same thing with Alaska. She came back for All Stars 2, and yeah. obviously, if she'd won the first season, we wouldn't have gotten that. Yeah. But I still think Shay was robbed. Yeah. Nothing against Sasha, though. I mean, I am excited for the return of Shay. Yes. I feel like they wanted her for... All Stars 3, but she didn't want to do it yet, which is smart. I mean, I wonder if she just took a look at the cast and was like, this is not for me. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but I, mean, I, I thought it was pretty lackluster, in, and my, she, in my opinion. Have you seen her live or no? I have not seen her live. She, we saw her at like the 9 from 9 concert before DragCon in New York last year, mm. and she was the best performer. I mean, I believe it. Yeah. I've seen videos of her. I've seen her on music videos or music. I yeah. think she's super talented, but yeah. I just haven't had the chance to see her. Sasha actually does a show in Brooklyn that yeah. I really want to go see. But Nightgowns, I yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's once a month, and every yeah. single time I'm traveling for business. Um, <laughs> okay. So before we get into this week's episode, yes. what's your take on the season so far? Do you like the season in general? Do you not care for it? I like the season in general. The one thing that sticks out to me is this season, I think, is 
probably the most even playing field of any season I've seen before. Yeah. So, for example, Dusty Ray Bottoms or even Blair Sinclair. I thought they were both super talented, could easily come back for All-Stars yeah, too. Yeah, and yeah. Dusty was what? The per- third person to get kicked off? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Normally, there's probably about five queens where you're just like, okay... Jay Jolie, you gotta go, you gotta go, you yeah. gotta go. And then there's like five people who are actually talented. Yeah. So I think this, this season's pretty even kill. I mean, right from this episode and even the episode before, I would say it was anyone's game. Yes. Really. Yes. Um, I will say Monet Exchange has been a little bit of a disappointment. And I say that because I was already a fan of hers mm-hmm. going into the show. Yeah. So she's been doing good the past couple episodes, but I thought she was gonna like Bob the Drag Queen slay the entire thing. Yeah. I feel like though she could end up being like... Alyssa Edwards, like, she's so strong. Yes. And you know if you go see her live, yes. you are going to be entertained. But yes. what the show tests, maybe she's just not great at excelling totally. in, you Being know? great in a club is not the same yes. as excelling on the show. Definitely not. Yes. But, I mean, what she was wearing during the reading challenge is mm-hmm. unforgivable. <laughs> I mean, she looks like my grandma Aww. waking up in the morning yeah. and throwing on a jean jacket. I mean, it was honestly... I mean, the fact that no one read her for what she was wearing that day is honestly beyond me. Um, I need a reading challenge. So do you... Is there anyone you're like not really caring for who's still left around? Like, you want to see Go soon? Um, uh, I don't dislike this person, and I like them going into the show, but I'm a little tired of the Vixen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say that. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of a lot of people's opinions out of this episode, especially. Right. Yeah. Uh, so let's jump into this episode. Okay, So we, we started with the reading challenge. Yes. Uh, and I feel like no one was amazing and no one was terrible. What were your thoughts on The it? entire section of the show was a four. Oh, okay. I thought it was, it was one of those reading challenges where you kind of got a chuckle here and there, but it wasn't necessarily anything. There's not one read that I'm really going to remember. Yeah. I mean, there's not like a legendary that I still think about. Yes. Every day from Juju B. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then Eureka ends up winning, which I thought was a little weird. I didn't. It was the best of the worst. Oh. And I think that the fact that she goes, okay, guys, you're going to read me because I'm fat. I mean, mm. it was a hu- it just set the rest of the tone Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it lets everybody know, okay, cool, you're going to go for the easy thing. And then they did. They did, yeah. I mean, everyone did. Everyone did. <laughs> it's the easy thing to do. And it shows like what lack of skill that maybe they had in terms of other things they could read her for. I mean, yeah. it's Eureka. You could read her for 20 things. I'm surprised Cracker didn't do better. Like, I feel like reading is something Cracker should have been able to do. Yes, but I also haven't seen the rest of the things she said. I'm assuming they picked the best, but they all yeah. have, I'm assuming, like, they're probably all standing up there for probably a couple minutes. I mean, they're, they're definitely reading all of them, and I think exactly. we only see, like, two reads per person, really. Exactly. Exactly. I, I think even in prior seasons, they would have shown more. A little bit more. I think, honestly, if I'm remembering, and I, it almost sounds like I was yeah. sitting down in the episode, <laughs> like, taking a tally, um, but I honestly feel like they only did, like, to your point, like, two reads per person yeah. max. Maybe Eureka had three. So it's hard to say, like, oh, this person's amazing when they only have two to work with. <laughs> exactly. And I also think that Cracker is a little bit, she's more of an intellectual mm-hmm. than a lot of the queens there. Yeah. And I think that sometimes her jokes are a little bit over people's heads. Yeah. And maybe some, some maybe something that one of us would think is funny got cut because it's not going to be funny yeah. to everybody who's watching, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yes. It's Snatch Game. Yes. It's here. I mean, yes. every, like all the fans look forward to it every year, but I feel like people also forget that many of the queens end up doing horribly yes. every year. <laughs> yes, but there's always somebody who saves the game. Yes. Well, one question I have for you. I mean, yes. this is not my show. I'm just <laughs> no, late, but I'm just ask gonna me, ask. Yeah. I think one thing I, that I feel like people never talk about is like underrated snatch game performances, mm-hmm. right? So that, there's obviously this episode where I didn't really feel like anybody was underrated, but like Aja's Crystal LaBeja or like, yeah. um, what was her name? Jocelyn Fox. You remember her, Teresa Judice? The best housewife impersonation there's ever been there's ever been yes yes because usually when they do it it's a flop like yes. uh, peppermint's nini was that was honestly <laughs> i've just erased that from my memory entirely uh i'm surprised no one has done lisa vanderpump yet <sighs> true she's I, like the easiest housewife i think you yes. can do what is the name of the housewife who's the most famous and she has hair that's um like sh- like shoulder length she's from beverly hills oh 
Oh, Lisa Renna? Yes, 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 yes. She would be such a good one. Oh, yeah. Yes. There's this one clip where she's reading um, Lisa Vanderpump, and then she says something like, my kitchenware will always do better than your um, restaurants or something like mm-hmm. that. Like, she's, I feel like she's very quick-witted. Yeah, well, yeah. And no, a good she, queen would yeah. be able to take advantage of that. Oh, my God. It, Trini, Trini the Tuck would have been a good Lisa Renna because yes. she has the yes. the work done. <laughs> yes. I also didn't hate her Amanda Lepore, another underrated snatch oh, game. yeah. I didn't yeah. hate it. I thought it was good. I mean, I think the most, I mean, not to sound like I'm just like on stage shit, but like her Naomi Campbell, so underrated. Yeah. I wasn't like in love with that one. Okay. But Shay, I mean, Shay could do no wrong. So. Yes. Yeah. But back to this episode. Back to this episode. So. Bianca comes in to assist Rue yes. in helping the girls. Yes. So first they visit Monet, who's yes. doing Maya Angelou. Yes. Who we just saw. Yes. In all We just saw Chi Chi do that one. <laughs> but she did such a good job. And even the yeah. white wig, at first when I saw it, I was like, why is she doing this like ridiculous interpretation of Maya Angelou? And then I'm like, you know what? That is what she might look like right now if I saw pictures. So I get it. <laughs> it was good. It was very smart. And yes. I thought that the way that she, sometimes there wouldn't be a great Maya Angelou answer, but mm-hmm. she put something on top of it, like her little soliloquy poem that oh she my did God. that yeah. covered up the fact that her underwire thing wasn't the best response, <laughs> yes. you know? Yeah, no, she was good at responding to the other queens as well as Rue. Yes. Um, and like, she had no problem. Karen Michaels as China. Um, so Cameron Michaels is an interesting one Mm. because I followed her on Instagram before she was on the show. So when I saw she was on the show, I was like, oh shoot, like you're on the show. Um, she's way more interesting in real life than she is on the show. And I I don't know her real life persona. So she she seems to be pretty quick witted, very outspoken. She's the type of person who will, if you put something stupid online, she'll screenshot it, put it on her story (gasps) and read you with your name on it. She's, it's very interesting to see the difference, the juxtaposition between her in real life and her on the show. Because on the show, she barely talks. Yeah, I heard the situation is that uh, in the talking heads, she pretty much told the producers, I don't want to drag the other girls. Mm. Like, so she's just not giving good talking heads, which is yeah. why I don't, we don't hear from her. See that much from her. I yeah. mean, I thought her China was terrible. I thought the voice was on point. Yeah, I didn't think she had good. any actual good jokes, and she didn't do anything with the characterization. There's not a lot to do with China, especially since like she's passed away, so she's been out of the public consciousness for a little while. So I feel like, you know, Cameron knows she's not a comedy queen. Yes. So she played it as safe as she could. Mm-hmm. And she was aiming for safe, and that's right. where she landed. Yep. Which, given some of the other performances, like was a good plan. Yeah. Really. <laughs> I mean, you're right. She's not a comedy queen, but she's also really good when she prepares and executes. Like, think, mm-hmm. if, even if I think about um, the farmer musical or mm-hmm. the panel, I yeah. feel like she's not necessarily, or they don't portray her to be a talker. Yeah, yeah But when yeah. you put her on stage, she's fine. I you are like, a Cameron Stan. I am surprised. I mean, I like. I mean, I like her. She's just not. I don't. I just don't think that she's like really given that much um, yeah. of a platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next, Vixen with a blue ivy. It made no sense. So, I kind of feel like she came up with this idea. I mean, I, I know, like, I think Twitter kind of gives this perception of Blue Ivy. I know, I don't know if you've ever heard the podcast, The Read. They kind of like do this character of Blue Ivy of mm-hmm. being like the boss, like yes. in charge, annoyed with everybody. Mm-hmm. So I kind of think she like plucked this idea from there. But number one, I think doing a, a kid is like a challenge to begin with. It is, but then she was also sitting next to Eureka. So like the fact that she was sitting next to yeah. Eureka, I agree with you, but yeah. because Eureka did so well, yeah. it almost like negates that argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like Honey, well, we could jump ahead there to Honey Boo Boo, Eureka. Actually, like the thing that about um, Vixen that I don't think excuses her is yeah. I go back to um, Aja's Crystal Abasia, right? Mm. So if you've seen The Queen, yeah. right, which is, I mean, in my opinion, a very boring movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. except for like the three minutes in the end where Crystal Abasia <laughs> makes her appearance, yeah. like Aja had very little material to pull from yeah, and yeah. still did an entire snatch game. Yeah. 
Well, because she was so committed to it. And like, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like... Even if you don't know who Crystal Abeja is, like, right. you're enjoying Aja's performance. Exactly. And the other thing that I think about is the fact that you know so little about Blue Ivy, except, except for her facial expressions, actually gave Vixen that much more freedom to yeah. just do whatever the hell yeah, she yeah, yeah, yeah. Make up a character. Yeah. yeah and no yeah. one would be able to tell you different. That's true. Yeah. So going into this, she and Asia... O'Hara were planning to work together, which yes. was, I don't know if we've ever seen this before in Snatch Game, like nope. going into it, planning to do stuff together. Yes. That was an interesting choice. Cause if one of you sucks, you're really just dragging the other one down with you. Exactly. And Asia's Beyonce. Yes. Did not make <laughs> any sense. And the reason why it was so silly is because if you're going to pick two people to play off each other, pick two people who are known for banter. Don't yeah. pick one person who's known to be like very quiet and reserved yeah. and one person who I don't even know what their voice sounds yeah, like yeah. and just have this weird thing. I mean, she, she struggled. I get what she was doing. And even when she responded to Michelle and said, I was going with this bitchy thing because I thought it would be more funny. I see where she was going with that, but yeah. it wasn't reads. It was just hostile. Yeah. It was just angry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is it, it comes up that Eureka was being unprofessional and jumping over everyone else. Asia was doing it more than anyone, at least from what yes. they aired. Yes. I actually don't think Eureka was doing that at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually disagreed <laughs> with that whole response. I mean, the whole th every single person who's won the Snatch Game, they, they won it not just because of their responses to the questions, yeah. but because of how quick they were with being able to insert into other conversations with yeah. something that's still relevant to their character. Yeah. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Probably so, game. So Eureka. Yes. She was considering doing Divine. Yes. Rue and Bianca talked her out of it, yes. which saved her. Yes. Uh, and then we get Honey Boo Boo, which she referenced in her runway like a week or two ago, mm -hmm. which was interesting that she returned to Honey Boo Boo. Yep. Because it was great. Yes. She did such a great job. I mean, if not for the fact that she won the past two, I feel like the fact that she won the past two challenges and her runway look wasn't amazing right held her back from winning this week um i i agree with the fact that um her runway look wasn't amazing but i also feel like michelle can be a little bit linear in the way that she evaluates people's mm. performance on the runway okay like i think that it's not necessarily about somebody always coming out in something that's really glamorous mm -hmm. and has bells and whistles and like crap coming out of their hair yeah sometimes i feel like a very solid story yeah yeah, yeah. paired with a good mm -hmm. performance in whatever the maxi challenge is mm -hmm, should mm -hmm. more than qualify you for being able to, yeah. to win because like Aquaria's Melania Trump was really good. I actually didn't yeah. expect that from her at all. Yeah. I but mean, it was smart of her to pick a character that kind of shares some of the same qualities as her, like yep. the aloofness and everything yes. was, was very smart. And she, she was able to play off of the Maxine Waters without planning it. Yes. Like, you know, yes. without talking to Monique, like, okay, we're going to do a gig together. Yes. And I would not, if you had asked me to define Aquaria before, I would not have said she's that quick with it. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen her perform, but I've seen her in person before. Like, okay. I've okay. seen her like, like last summer, if you go to like public hotels or something like uh -huh. that, she's walking around just like being fabulous for yeah. a reason. Yeah. 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 Um, I would have never, I would never given her that. I mean, kudos. She did a great job. Yeah. So Monique Hart. Yes was she originally wanted to do Cookie Lion. Yes. From Empire. Yes. Or Maxine Waters. And Rue and Bianca kind of talked her into Maxine Waters. Yes. Which I think led her down the road she walked down. Yes. <laughs> what did you think of Maxine? So I thought her Maxine was not good. But <laughs> I think the bigger thing is I enjoy Monique Hart. I would go see her yes. if there was a show. I don't think that she has what it takes for Drag Race. Oh. I think she's a nightclub girl. So this comes up later in the episode, and it came up a few episodes before, the whole money aspect. Yes. You know, she's been, like, stitching together her outfits last minute. Yes. I think she's a girl that will benefit from gaining the notoriety and coming back like Aja with a new a whole new repertoire with like new outfits, yes. new support, like come in ready. I think that 
no money is an excuse. Oh. I think it's an absolute excuse that I don't think that anybody should ever take. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, like, nowadays, it's cool to be a drag queen. I yeah. can't go to even Phoenix without having a drag show interrupting my drink and, like, like <laughs> Ariana, like, little break that I have. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like, not even that long ago, mm. it wasn't that cool to be a yeah. drag queen. Like, yeah. going out in drag, you would be unsafe. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. you could not find a boyfriend because it was yeah. not as cool as it is now. And yeah. those queens did not have tons of money to be able to produce what they wore yeah. that night, but they still fucking did it. Well, I think, though, this jumps ahead a little bit to the conversation. Well, actually, not jumps ahead. The conversation that they had in the workroom where Vixen talks about doing political drag Monique's like, shit, I'm not doing political drag in Kansas City. Like, yes. I think her home city kind of affected what she walked into as well. Like, yes. if she came up in New York City, she could very well be a different queen. Maybe, but at the same time, and we were actually just having this conversation, yeah. being the it girl... Mm -hmm. At a club does not mean you're going to make it a drag race. Mm -mm. I just don't think... I think that Monique is... I would love to have brunch with her. Mm, yeah, definitely. I would love to go out to... A, if I were... You know, if, you know, matinee was coming up next week and I knew Monique Hart, I'd say, let's yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. You know? Grab your booty shorts and let's go. But... She's going to be in New York this upcoming week. I mean, I would go see her. But I just don't think that she's necessarily um, mm. quick-witted and multi-talented enough to okay. make it in drag race. You got to be able to do everything yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. not about like taking yourself to the next level as a club. It's yeah. being able to do what Rue was able to do and yeah. be able to do everything, be on TV, yeah. be acting, blah, blah, blah. I couldn't see Monique in a, in, a, in a show. Yeah. So Asia was originally considering doing Whitney. Yes. And they talked her out of that. Yes. What do you think? Of, should she have done Whitney over Beyonce? Should she have done something completely different? Um, I think her Whitney probably would have been better than Beyonce. Yeah. But I think that in her I think she would have done the same thing. Meaning mm. that she, in her mind, mean is funny. Yeah. And it would have just been the same thing coming from Whitney. But it, like, because Whitney is kind of known for outbursts, yeah. it would have naturally been a little bit more funny. Didn't uh, Sahara, Davenport, Sahara Davenport do Whitney? She did. Yeah. And it was also terrible. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I also don't think Asia's a comedy queen. Um, I don't think that she's... I think she can be funny. Yes. But she is by no means, like... With a quip. A, a gin, what I mean is that, like, people like Jinx, or people like Miss Cracker, or people like um, Bianca, right? Yes, mm -hmm. they're very funny, yeah. but they're also, it's, it's methodical. Yeah, they're yeah. not relying on their personality. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that Asia has, has the, training might be the wrong word, but mm -hmm. I don't think that she has um, the background to be able to really think about how she's going to be funny and yeah. execute. She's yeah. just going to rely on her natural charm to kind of mm -hmm. do it, which is fine. Yeah. So Cracker. Yes. Dorothy, Dorothy Parker. It was weird. Hi. It was weird. I feel like I, I expected her to be like really shine during Snatch Game and her jokes were all like run on sentences that you were like chasing along to follow where yes. the joke was going to land. I mean, honestly, the, the way that she was carrying on, it's like she'd been at one of those like 15 hour pride parties <laughs> and she'd gone from the second it started until the second it ended uh -huh. and then went on the Snatch Game. It was, yeah. it was very bizarre. They didn't even. Sh they only showed like maybe two or three interactions with Rue with with Cracker. Probably because it was that bad. And I don't think we saw her interacting with the other queens very much either. She did. It was just very under the radar. Yeah. And not memorable because yeah. it just wasn't funny. It was. Yeah. It was just bizarre. It was something about it was a little bit cracked out. Yeah. Yeah. And we touched on it already a little bit, but Aquaria with Melania Trump was yes. just yes a. Very pleasant surprise. <laughs> yes, I think that's the key word, a surprise. I definitely did not see that coming from her. I mean, the thing that really makes a memorable Snatch Game is, again, like the subtle things. Mm -hmm. Like even having her her name being um, Michelle Obama yeah. at first. So when I first saw it, I go, wait a minute, she's Michelle Obama. And then I go, oh, <laughs> there we go. It's yeah. those subtle little things that you think about yeah. that really makes a character. Yeah. She did a great job. Uh, 
she performed in that same costume this past week in New York to really? Lady Gaga's Shaib, which oh, was wow. exciting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was on Instagram. Uh, so let's get to the runway. Yes. Uh, so this was a mermaid runway look. Right. Based off of Bette Midler's, like, set back in the day of being the, the, that mermaid yes. character. But one thing... Yeah. One thing that stuck out to me that was the throughout the entire episode was Kate Upton. I oh, thought her yeah, appearance yeah. was very strange. Okay. From top to bottom. Because yeah. normally somebody who's coming on the show, they have something going on that they want to let people know about, right? Mm-hmm. But then the other thing was like the way she was she was dressed for the daytime Emmys for this stuff game. <laughs> it was really bizarre. It was really, really bizarre. I mean, talk about putting lipstick on a pig. I just Aww. could not. I mean, come on. It was just very bizarre. Her entire appearance, I didn't get. Yeah, I don't really know what she's she would be promoting right now yeah. other than just herself. Just herself. Her new image. That's what she's promoting. But it was, I cleaned up the nice guys. It was great to see Audra. I think Audra yes. was one of the better... Uh, guest judges there's yes. been this yes. year. I agree. Uh, so that was exciting. Yes. But, but Runway. Runway. I thought it was a little bizarre. So it started with Monique, yes. which set my expectations low for the rest of the runway because I thought, like, we're just going to get pastel mermaids one after the other. Right. The first, so Monique, there was really nothing to it. Yes. Other than I think Michelle called her top, like, uh, like a bridal... Yes. Gown top yes. or something. Yes. I mean, it looked like um, she borrowed the top from Asia's Miami. Uh, do you remember she did a bathing suit that was brown? Oh, like yeah. Of, yes. yeah. It looked like she borrowed the top of that <gasps> and then just threw a mermaid thing on the yeah, bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, I mean, the maybe one she, she glued the balls yes, on top. Of. Actually, now that I think about it, maybe she did. Uh, to make it work. So, yeah. So that wasn't like anything to write home about. Right. Next was Cracker, which I thought, like, all season, her runway looks have been pretty unique yes. and stood out from the crowd. Yes. This was just a simple pink Barbie mermaid. Yes. I mean, I think from a performance standpoint, Cracker really just was at a four the entire episode. Yeah. She can definitely do better. I mean, I'm, I think that she's, I think Cracker is going to be top four. Okay. I'm not going to say top three. Yeah. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. she's going to be top four, but I feel like this week was a little bit generic. For yeah. Her. So then after that, Aquaria totally. Yes. Change the game. Change the game. Change the entire tone of this runway challenge. I mean, I, t- so as they were saying that they were going to come out in mermaid eleganza, it did not <laughs> at one point occur to me that they were actually going to be wheeled out on the runway. Mm. I th- something about it felt like really, really bizarre. Yeah. And then when I saw the first two come, come out, I was like, okay, this is exactly what I think it is going to be. Yeah. 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 And then Aquaria changed the game. Yeah. I mean, this was also Concept. a nod to, Lady Gaga's You and I mm-hmm. mermaid yep. character. So that was fun to watch. And Audra McDonald said, like, you know, this is glam. This yes. is like, uh, like she's a model. Yes. I mean, it was, it was a concept. It wasn't just about yeah. what she put on the mermaid thing itself. It wasn't just, you know, okay, cool. You are really crafty and you can design. It's how can you take what we're giving you yeah. and bring us something totally different. So, and totally I think different. she did that. Yeah, oil spin, oil spill mermaid. Yes, uh, Asia O'Hara, underrated look. I see, I loved it. I loved every second of it. When she got wheeled out, I was yes. like, yes, shape yes. of water. Yes, <laughs> I mean that goes back to what I said, Michelle. I mean, I think she's a necessary component of the show, but yeah. sometimes she can be a little bit linear in the yeah. way that she thinks about things. Yeah. I was not offended by the mask. If anything, the At mask all. was so cool. completed the concept. <laughs> yeah, it completed the concept. I mean, without the mask, it would have been very boring. Yes. The, but the mask like, brought it all together. I think that in Michelle's mind, to a degree, part of your transformation is your makeup and your ability yeah. to transform. And when you wear a mask, you're kind of, it's almost like you're yeah. hiding behind something that somebody else makes. But at yeah. the end of the day, if it works with the concept, just fucking eat it. Yeah. I mean, there was more to her whole look than just the mask. I yes, mean, exactly. She looked great. Like, yep. Uh, Next, the vixen. I thought her entire outfit was weird, and why she thought it was okay to just having a couple seashells hanging from her boy chest and roll out there. I, I it's beyond me. 
I mean, so she kind of fell into the group of runway looks that were all kind of the same. Yes. And hers was the worst of them. Yes. She said her theme was heavy metal and reflective, referencing Azalea Banks. Yes. But like, that was it a stretch. It did not come through. <laughs> I mean, the best thing of her about um, Vixen was her face. Mm-hmm. And I don't even necessarily know that I think it's because of the makeup. I think that I don't. I'm not attracted to her, mm-hmm. but I think that the vixen has a very like model esque. Oh yeah, very sharp model features. Exactly, cheekbone, yeah. eyes, everything. Yeah, 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 so yeah, I yeah. feel like it's easy to make someone like vixen look very good. Yeah, not she, saying she doesn't have makeup skills, yeah, but yeah. I feel like I, I, her face will just take makeup very well because yeah. of her features. Yeah, I mean she. Her, a lot of the drag queens like either go one one way or the other in terms of like looking too mannish yes. or like or naturally like a woman. Totally, she looks great. I think both yes. as a guy and as a drag queen. Totally. Um, so then next up was Monet. <laughs> Underrated. Underrated. I, I love. I love how like her I, her ideas never really translate to the judges. They're like. I mean, I get she is King Triton's first general, <laughs> and I live for it. I am just like I do not understand why this didn't go through. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Even with the big axe thing that she was holding up, like she just finished a war and she just got sliced by a shark, but she's still ready for more. I don't know. I, I liked it. I would have. I would have loved for Monet to win this week. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we're, I we're both rooting for Monet, and yes. like, this was probably one of her best opportunities to win. I agree. And I'm worried that we're not going to get another opportunity to win. Um, I think Monet is going to get eliminated fifth. She's going to be fifth from oh, the crowd. okay, okay. So, like, just missed the She's going to just miss, exactly. Mm. Okay, so Eureka... Gave us the sort of Ursula-esque look. The blood thing spurting out of her mouth wasn't Sharon Needles well executed. It was like kind of dribbling a little bit, I thought. Um, I agree. But at the end of the day, I still feel like it did enough of a job of completing the concept. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was good that she differentiated herself with this like villainess exactly. mermaid. Exactly. Yeah. I think that was I think that was part of the challenge without them saying this is the challenge is right. you have a very narrow like thing to go for how do you differentiate yourself from everyone else I mean a thing that I also the reason so I think Eureka's going to go really far and I think the challenge that she has is as a, a, you know a plus size queen yeah. you, she can't wear the same thing oh, as yeah. Aquaria she can't wear the same things as Miss Cracker she's never going to be a raja yeah. like those stunning glamorous gowns are never going to work on her. Yeah. So you have to judge her for what's going to look good on her. So if yeah. she gives you concept and a look that is cohesive, True. you have to like be able to differentiate drags. And I don't feel like she's ever going to be able to give what Michelle wants because Michelle mm. might not be judging her fairly, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. So then to end it with Cameron Michaels, who I think of all the like plain mermaid queens, yes. kind of executed it the best of them. Like, between Monique, Cracker, Vixen, and Cameron. Yes. Like, I liked her generic mermaid the most, I thought. Um, if you're saying she's the best of the worst, then I will give you that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, I will give you that. Best of the worst. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, we already discussed Audra and Kate. It's mm-hmm. kind of a mismatch of... Of personalities. And you know what's so weird? I hate when they bring on a judge when and they don't take advantage of it. Like, why isn't Audra on a musical challenge week? Yes. Like, put... A, and then, like, they ha, they'll have a comedy person not on, like, the Snatch Game. Right. Like, why does right. it never sync up? I mean, it could just be a weird trick of booking. Yeah, no, I, that's what I think it is, is the scheduling thing. Right. Like, they have the concept of, like, this is this week, this is this week, and that's also based on the number of girls that exactly. are left, and this or that, and then, yeah. right, who's available this day. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree, but at the end of the day, I think that she still was additive to the episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, for sure. And I feel like she was a nice 
balance to Kate Upton because I'm really still like <laughs> struggling with her appearance. And it's not even like I dislike her. Yeah. I mean, I think it would also, I think it might have been better if they had her on the previous episode with like um, the Miami Eleganza and all those more like skimpy oh, yeah. like looks. Like maybe she's trying to divorce herself from that mm-hmm. image, but like that's what Kate Upton brings you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so the top three are Aquaria, Eureka, and Monet. Pretty yes. obvious. Yes. Aquaria wins. Yes. Did they pick the right winner? Um, it's tough. Um, I do think that if... I, I think that all things considered, runway plus um, the actual challenge, it was really close between... Eureka and Aquaria and like a Eure- I don't even necessarily think that um Aquaria's concept was so much better mm-hmm. than Eureka's mm. but it was obvious she just was able to 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 make a design look more interesting yeah. on herself I think a lot to do with her size to be perfectly honest I th- I I think your point is valid most weeks mm-hmm. but Eureka could have done that like oil spill look and look as good as aquaria i don't know i i don't think like it's necessary like aquaria doesn't look amazing it's just kind of like wow like you put this look together like the it's like dripping off of you mm-hmm. like i think eureka could have could have done that like it's not like a a like a sexy look or something. But it, it kind of was. On Aquaria, it was. I guess so. I guess you're, you have a point. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, could Eureka have done a look with the oil spill concept and have mm-hmm. it not been sexy? Maybe. Yeah. Would it look as good if you yeah. add, like, the TNA? Okay. Yeah. I don't know if it will. I think it makes for a more interesting season, though, not having Eureka win three in a row. Yeah. Because it kind of keeps it of, like, the anyone's game. Yes. Thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so safe are Cameron and Cracker, right? Which they played it so safe. <laughs> they did, and I thought it was interesting. So you you watched Untuck, I assume. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Cameron was so convinced that she was in the bottom, and I don't know why. Um, yes, her performance mm. all the way through was completely forgettable. Yeah. But forgettable is different from bad. Yeah, yeah. You know? For sure. It was a little bit weird to me that she was so convinced she was going to be in the bottom. I mean, both of them were... I, I wasn't surprised about who was safe there. Yeah. Uh, and then the bottom three are Monique, Vixen, and Asia. Yes. So we get the moment, once the girls who are safe are sent back, of them saying, who should be sent home? Yes. What did you think of all this? Um, I think it was necessary. And when I say I think it was necessary, I mean that, yes, the Vixen is outspoken. And I think it's important to use any platform you have to speak out about things that are are serious. Yeah. But I think that she uses that to mask a lot of immaturity Mm. and a lot of other things in her life that she's... Um, a lot of other things in her life that she might be angry about or hurt about, yeah. but then taking it out on everybody yeah. and then using some random subject to justify it. Yeah. I think that at the end of the day, um, it's about time that everybody's seeing her for the immature person that she is. Well, I mean, they pretty much all chose her as yes. the person to go home. Yes. And when we get back in Untucked... She went she, off. She's She's almost like more pissed at that point at... Monique and Asia than she even was at Aquaria. What she she didn't address Aquaria at all, but she didn't address I, Aquaria. Oh no, because, I mean I mean Eureka. I'm sorry. Okay, uh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, even Aquaria, she didn't address. Well, for some, she has a weird thing with with Eureka that I really don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Eureka's a little bit obnoxious, but like it's it's there's something else there. Yeah. Almost like Eureka reminds her of someone who she hates back home mm-hmm. or something weird like that. Mm-hmm. But like, if you notice, she doesn't address Aquaria at all because she already doesn't like Aquaria. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I can understand that she's hurt, but I just think that she's a really immature person with a lot to learn about the difference between keeping it real and uh-huh. actually just being overly emotional. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, she said <laughs> I was loyal to some disloyal bitches. Yes, <laughs> I mean her whole argument actually didn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and then so then Monique getting judged on the runway. I feel like if she had not spoken back to Michelle so much, right. Asia could have possibly been the one to be lip syncing. 
No. I feel like they held it against Monique a little bit. I don't. And really? the reason why I don't is because at least Asia has demonstrated strength. Mm-hmm. Monique has not. She's been safe every single episode to date. Yeah. And she's, I think, to a degree, been kind of on the lower end of safe the entire time. So you think when they're doing the judging, they're not judging only on the episode, but their whole time on the show? Yes. Okay. Because, do you, I mean, do you really think that Monique's Snatch Game was necessarily that much worse than Asia's? I think Asia's was worse. I think they were equally bad. See, like... They were just bad in different ways. See, I think, I think Monique's was bad... But at least she wasn't, like, stomping on other people's moments like Asia was. Like, Asia was bad and ruining the whole flow of the show, too. And I, lo- I, want, I want Asia to win. Right. <laughs> like, with Monique gone, I'm kind right. of rooting for Asia at this point. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like I would have liked to have seen her lip sync and win yes to have that moment and then like go on to win later down the road well i i was so if we're talking about um monique still i was very very shocked that she didn't know the words (gasps) and the reason why is because obviously i don't watch untucked right after because it's i mean it's an hour and a half episode i'm fucking tired that's interesting you know what i've been hating watching it straight through and maybe i should like Save it. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> I don't do it. It's a lot. I mean, it's hard enough just being able to sit down for yeah. an hour and a half on Thursday night yeah. in general. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so I always watch Untucked a little bit later. So it was interesting that when um, Vixen, in her little tirade, goes off and it says, I'm going to go learn my words. Mm-hmm. Monique's chilling. Yeah, Monique, you don't when, see her learning all, anything. And there is a point where she literally goes, you know, I don't know my words. And I'm just like, bitch, why are you walking around if you don't know the words? Put on the damn earphones. Yeah. What are you doing? So what's interesting is I went on to Reddit. Yes. Monique performed in Chicago the night this episode aired. Mm-hmm. And she talked about the fact that she stayed up till like 2 the night before getting her dress together for mm-hmm. the mermaid challenge. So like she, she didn't spend the time... Apparently, like, the girls all practiced the words, like, the night before. Yeah. Whether, you know, well before knowing they're going to be in the top or the bottom. Yep. And she, like, didn't spend any time doing it then. And then she also talked about the fact that uh, she was planning on doing Cookie Lion from Empire from the get-go. And the producers told her she can't do it because she's not allowed to play a character. It has to be a real person. And she didn't know uh, that she... That is so absurd. I, I know. Because that means that they shouldn't allow queens to play other queens. Well, no, no, no. Well, that's, it's not because of that. It's because of like... Uh, oh, copyright Yeah, issues. copyright Oh, stuff. gotcha, gotcha, but, gotcha, gotcha. But the thing is, and the, and the person who uh, like was co-hosting the Chicago Queen, co-hosting with Monique, said like, well, why didn't you... You should have done Taraji uh, and then done the cookie character to get around that. And she said that option wasn't presented to her. Has Monique not seen the show? Right. We've had Bob do Uzo, who plays Crazy Eyes on uh, Netflix. On, on Netflix, on Orange is, Orange is the New Black. Right. We've seen Ben Delacreme be Maggie Smith doing the Downton Abbey character. Right. Just say you're being Taraji P. Henson and get on with it. And do a cookie interpretation of that character, yeah. So I'm like curious, like how... Did that not cross her mind? Um, because I don't <laughs> think she's built for the show. <laughs> it goes back to what I, I said before. I love her so much. I do too. If she was performing, I would go see it. I think she's hilarious. Yeah. I think she's very talented. Yeah. I thought that lip sync was probably not representative of what you see in person. Yeah. But not everybody who is a great queen in the club is built for the yeah. show. I, you know what was funny? A lot of people on Twitter were saying, how do you not know... The words of the song, I would not be able to lip sync onto the field. I wouldn't know the words, but like as I was sitting up the night before making yeah. my little shitty you would have your dress, I would have those earbuds in. I might not be I might be trying to not, you know, pluck myself with the um, needle, but I'd still have those words playing in my ears. Okay. Excuses. So before we get to the uh, the the freak and the queen this week, 
we do have a, a letter. Uh, so Christina wrote in to us saying, hi, Dan and Brendan, and, and Chris, of course, you didn't know you were gonna be here. <laughs> uh, I have a theory in regards to the way Cameron Michaels was edited this week, especially in the Untucked episode. I thought it was interesting and sad to see how much she doubts herself and thinks everyone wants her to go home. Because remember when they joked saying like, Oh, like we said your name. I said who to go home. Yep. She thought it was true. Right. <laughs> uh, I know uh, it was kind of touched on last week, but this week they really brought that shit home. My theory, and this is a stretch, is that this weird victim edit is either simply a setup for her going home next week or she's going to take it all and we're going to feel proud of her. Like I said, it's a stretch, but I can't stop thinking about it. Hashtag T-Monet, XOXO, Christina. Thoughts on camera, Mi- camera Michaels. Where do you think she's going to land in all this. I think that she's going home within the next couple episodes. Oh. 100%. So I said last week, and I think I'm going to stick to it, I feel like she's going to like stick around for a little while. I don't. Mm. Um, and it's not because of talent, because like I said, I followed her on Instagram before, I still do. I think she's really, really talented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, um, it's not like she's a Sasha. Right? Yeah. Because in all reality, Sasha only had partnered wins during her season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, she still was very visible throughout the entire season. She had a lot of camera time. I she had a lot the of great four moments. episodes, I didn't even know Sasha was on the show. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think Sasha had a lot of different moments okay. throughout the show. I think she showed a, she had showed a very distinct and unique POV yeah. um, every single episode. But I mm-hmm. don't necessarily feel like she, necess- she rose to the top. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. She only had partnered wins. Yeah, yeah. I would not put Cameron in that same mm. boat. Yeah, yeah. I think she had a couple cute moments in the Farmer Rusical. Yeah. I think that she's had a couple looks that were really stunning. Yeah. Do I think that she made any of those? No. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I just don't think that she has the personality yeah. to make it all the way. Yeah. And yeah. the personality, I'm saying like the personality as showcase on the show right yeah. now, because in real life, I think she has a lot of personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So every week we crown a freak of the week in the one true cream. Okay. This week, the freak of the week, Asia O'Hara. Yes. Picking to do Beyonce after two queens have flopped before you. Yes. (laughs) I mean, the Tyra Sanchez one was... Tyra Sanchez. Was just her being a a fan of Beyonce. Was Tyra Sanchez. Not wanting to do a joke. Yes. And then the narcoleptic... Beyonce that little Kenya Michaels did. Kenya Michaels did. I mean, honestly, that was almost an underrated Snatch Game performance. (laughs) Just in in terms of like someone jumping off the cliff. In terms of just being an absolute disaster. Yeah. Uh, But like, who would have thought we would get a very different third Beyonce in terms of the angriest woman you've ever seen? Yes. I mean, I think... Call CPS. Exactly. I think what it shows is maybe she just has bad judgment Mm, she has all the talent but like every single time she's flubbed it was because of some mistaken judgment like when she was in the bottom two was she in the bottom two or the bottom three one of the two yeah she hasn't lip synced um when she was in the bottom three um and she said that she was helping the other done with her outfit but then helping all the girls i think Mm. it's i think she just needs to use better judgment yes our one true queen so we introduced you to Christina Aguilera's new single yeah. just before recording this. Christina Aguilera <laughs> sent Polaroids out to influencers on social media, mostly like music writers, uh, people who cover entertainment, and one drag queen. Yes. Ms. Faramo. <laughs> I can't deal with her. I can't deal with her. Uh, so Faramone received one of the 14 Polaroids uh, of Christina Aguilera signed by Christina Aguilera we haven't even discovered all the Polaroids yet and we're like days out but at least our Queen Farrah received it and yes. it, it was touching to see her did you see that clip online of Pheromone and Christina Aguilera meeting each other yes I did That I mean this all just comes full circle yes. hopefully Farrah is like integrated somehow into this new era of yes. Christina Aguilera well, the funny thing about Pheromone is I didn't like her at first at mm. all. I thought she was just super young and yeah. was just getting along because she's kind of a cute Twinkie boy. Yeah. And then like in drag, she can look like pop divas. Yeah. And I was talking to somebody a few weeks ago and they were telling me the funny thing about her is that 
Her whole drag look is actually more of a satire on basic pop divas. Mm. And when I th- when I started thinking about it that way, <laughs> I was like, okay, maybe she's a little bit more intelligent than I really gave her credit for. She actually is one of the funnier drag queens on Twitter. She yep. is hilarious. <laughs> You're still at Twitter. Oh, yeah, of course. Hello. <laughs> well, I mean, that's it for this week. Speaking of Twitter, I mean, you don't have Twitter. Where can people find you? On Instagram? On Instagram. What's, your, what's the handle? Uh, CClark32, C-C-L-A-R-K-E 32. All right. Um, on Instagram and then on Facebook. Okay, Chris, Chris Clark. Clark. There yes. we go. <laughs> still, yes. still got a Facebook. I'm still on <laughs> Facebook, yes. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Well, yes. Speaking of all those, also social have a place in Cherry Grove. Two doggies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of all those platforms, you could follow Come Through Queen obviously on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram as well, um, and you could subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Leave a review while you're there. You could always call into the podcast at seven one seven four seven freak or email us at Come Queen at Gmail. You can find me online on Twitter at idk idk. Um, but thank you, Chris, for joining us this week. Thanks you were excellent. Uh, love me, love me, please retweet. We'll see you next week. Bye. I want to see you come through, Queen. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.